Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. So you get a major win, you got to share it, especially when it comes with a relationship with food that you really kind of feel like, okay, maybe I may, I get a win here. I get a win. That's how Cassie's feeling. Yeah, I'm super excited and I'm very proud of myself. So I've struggled with my weight for literally like as long as I can remember. And trigger warning, like if you're um, sensitive about weight loss and stuff, I'm going to talk about it in this segment. But I remember trigger warnings for trigger warnings now. We haven't even thought about those yet. Like what if I get triggered by trigger warnings? I'll give a content warning for the trigger warning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Content warning, trigger warning, going to talk about weight loss. Because um, it is triggering for some people, honestly, to hear about it. And I remember standing on the scale and like, God, I want to say fifth grade and being like, I can't get over 100 pounds. Like, I will be a failure if I do. That's my goal. And of course, like, I'm a growing child. I'm a child. Where, do, where, did that, where does that come from? Uh, was that pressed on you accidentally by parents? Was it something you put in your head? Was it images that you saw early on that you thought you needed to live up to? Where did all that come from in I fifth feel, grade? I feel like it's an amalgamation. Like, my parents are both overweight, but they never pushed anything on me. But I think probably, like, subconsciously, I picked, picked up stuff in the household. Um, seeing Britney Spears was my idol as well, like, kind of around that time and looking at her, all the weight loss. I remember pictures of, like, this was a couple of years later, but Jessica Simpson being railed on by the media for being fat when she was like, you go back and look at that. I remember the picture distinctly, black tank top, jeans, leopard print belt, and she is not fat at all. And like there was this girl um, who was really popular in my class. And I remember her. I was so proud at one point because I was a size five in jeans. And I'm like, it's a single digit. And she's like, I'm a zero. And just was like really condescending. And so it was all this like all this stuff built up into my head. And I think I just also have like, honestly, I'm discovering genetically problems losing weight. And so I was gaining weight. And um, anyway, and I had a lot of uh, problems around food, comfort eating, stuff like that. I won't, It's not an eating disorder, but it's labeled as like disordered eating. Um, and so... I would at one point be able, you'd be able to point to anything and I could tell you the calorie count in a serving. I was obsessed with counting calories and making sure I stayed under a certain threshold and I never would. And then I would feel like a failure and it would, the cycle would start again. Um, and binge eating as well, like chips or candies, just like stuff I didn't have access to because we just didn't have it. It wasn't a bad food in my house. We just didn't have it. And so every well into adulthood, I would plan my life around major events with food. I remember wa- really wanting to try the Whole30 diet because um, it seemed really cool and being like, well, I can't do it in October because Halloween and mm. Halloween candy. And I can't do it this month because it's so-and-so's birthday dinner. I'm going to need to drink. And just all these restrictions on my life. So recently... Um, I have been doing my self-care summer, which is transitioning into Fit Girl Fall. And basically, I'm just trying to get my health in line, right? All my ducks in a row. I was testing my hormones. Why am I so tired during the day? Why am I having trouble losing weight when I'm not eating, you know, high-calorie foods? And I found out, you know, I have a small allergy to wheat and dairy. So I decided to go ahead and scale back and cut that out. And I'm for the month of October, I'm going to do like absolutely a little more strict, no wheat, no dairy, just to see how I feel. So it's not a weight loss thing. It's a, am I going to feel better? Is my body going to function better? Which is the first win, honestly, is not the focus on weight loss, but mm-hmm. the focus on feeling like mm-hmm. functioning well. And my husband said, are you sure you want to do it in October? Halloween's at the end of the month and all, all your favorite like Halloween candy. And I was like that doesn't bother me. It doesn't even cross my mind anymore Mm -hmm. as a thing. It didn't even ping as, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it in October. And I know it seems dumb. Doesn't seem dumb. No, it doesn't. For me, it's a huge win. And I've spent a lot of time around food and not restricting myself because I read multiple books. Um, One is called The Effort Diet. And it's basically like you have to allow yourself access to these quote unquote bad foods whenever you want for a while for them to stop being special Mm -hmm. and for you to stop fixating on them and that way so I don't binge on them anymore because I know if I want to go eat a Reese's I I literally can there's nothing stopping me there's no one saying oh you haven't eaten dinner yet or do you really want to eat that you're not going to lose the weight it's literally I give myself permission to exist with food and eat whatever I want and because I can eat whatever I want I no longer want to binge on the things that most people are like that's bad food 
that doesn't interest me anymore. And I'm much more interested in fruits and vegetables now, honestly. That's a really great lesson right there. It's I mean, a win. It's, it's a huge it, win. And it's human nature also. When someone tells you you can't have something, all of a sudden, that's the value. Like, I can't have it. I want it even more. And what you're saying is, I can have it. And I'm making a choice not to. I mean, honestly, like, it used to be like a pint of ice cream would not last more than a couple of hours in my fridge from the store. Like, it would be gone. We've had multiple pints come through the house, and I just do not care. I'm just mm. not interested. And if I want, because I know if I want one, I can go to the store and buy it, and it's okay, and it's not the end of the world. And it's just, it sounds so simple, but it is so freeing not to be stressing about what I'm eating. And just, I make sure I get a lot of fruits and veggies. I'm not eating like burgers 24-7. But if I wanted to, I could, and mm-hmm. that would be okay. And that's the reason why I don't want to eat burgers 24-7, because I know I can't. It, it's just... I feel like a freeness um, around food and diet that I haven't felt in a long time. And it was just a really, really big win for me. There's a massive shift in your mindset. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm done. I'm done worrying about that. Like if the weight loss comes, it comes. But I'm focusing on getting my health holistically in line and my hormones in line. And sleep and everything else is going to fall into place. Good for you, man. Thanks. That's great. Thank Definitely you. can tell the difference. Thanks. For sure. For sure. The Bird Show. So Kristen has always maintained mm-hmm. that she will not take these DNA tests. Absolutely not. It started with, don't want somebody having my DNA. I don't want to spit in a cup. I don't want to give it to somebody. I don't want somebody. I mean, granted, they have every other bit of information about you. Yeah, right. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to say that they're going to go out there and clone Kristen's. I think we all can agree <laughs> one is enough. <laughs> but... I just, the whole concept of it freaked me out, wasn't into it, was never going to do it. And then as I, um, as I got more information about DNA testing and heard more stories, it actually turned into, you know, my dad got drafted to Vietnam and (laughs) he was kind of wild and I may have some half Cambodian siblings out there <laughs> that I just don't want to know about. Uh, Cambodian Kristen. Yeah. yeah. It feels mm-hmm. like the Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. I'm going to pass on that. All right. And I, I, I think that people would concur with you that you just don't know what they're doing with your DNA, what they're doing with the info, right? Yeah, you so. do that. Because, yeah, because then there was a breach, or not a breach, but somebody, it was Something came out, an article came out that they were using your DNA Mm -hmm. because if you didn't read the fine print, like you no longer have control over that. Somebody else has control of your DNA. So the warning here is if you take one of these DNA tests, don't be shocked if something happens that you weren't expecting. You're right. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You will learn a lot more than maybe you intended to. I tried to tell you, Rebecca. (laughs) Who freaking did it? What happened? Did you do it? Well, I have taken an ancestry like DNA test, honestly, because I wanted to prove to all my Jewish friends that I am Jewish. Okay. <laughs> and did you? Thirty-two uh, percent. All right. Cool. Um, but it is actually my friend. Her dad took an ancestry DNA test, and he was only doing it for like the health markers because he's also Jewish, and it just came back hundred percent Jewish. No surprise there. You're like fifty percent sarcasm and like lactose intolerance. <laughs> but the guilt. Yes. And it all came back fine. Like he didn't really learn a lot about himself until two weeks later, he received a call from a strange man in Texas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on the other line, the man said, hey, I think I'm your half brother. And he was right. It turns out his father, who up until he passed, had been totally happily married to his wife had had a secret love child with someone who worked in his store Damn. when he was only 10 years old. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Wait, the dad was 10? Who was 10? No. Oh, well, okay. how, how could the dad be 10? <laughs> oh, oh, your friend was 10. My friend's father. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> I was like, this took a real turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to get some carbs in. And no one ever knew. And they think that the mother didn't even know because she was married at the time and thought that her son was just her husband's. So her grandfather cheated on her grandmother, and now her dad has a mystery half-sibling. Yes. Back in his hometown in Texas. And talk about dad's world being rocked that dad stepped out on mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now he he just has like a cool half-brother. The half-brother now 
he his parents are both dead. He can't ask any questions. Now he just has some random family that he had like never known about. Oh my god. But the real kicker, they have the same name. No. Come on. What? Come they on, just are, randomly. They're both named Harold. <laughs> no, she knew. That's not that uncommon in the Jewish face. She knew. Uh-uh. The, the love affair, the mom of the half-brother knew that it was um, the other dude. You don't do that. That is an absolute... What do you mean? What do you mean? So it's calculated? I'm, yeah, so I'm saying, like, uh, let's say... Mo, well, this is a bet. Let's say Kristen and I are, um, Kristen's married to Bert, okay? And they have a, or you're married to Bart. I don't know why Bert. You have a son named Jimmy. You <laughs> yeah. have, yes, that is a truth. The, okay. I'm so lost on who's with who right yeah. now. Okay. You're hypothetical. Start, start over. I, I really do need What's sugar and some coffee. Okay, start over. Kristen has, uh, is married and has a son named Jimmy. Correct. Okay. Kristen and I having an affair and I get pregnant. Let's just pretend that can happen. Okay. And I don't think it's my husband's. I know it's Kristen's, so I'm naming my kid Jimmy as a connection. Do, does yeah. that make sense now? Yeah. Did I finally get it across? Well, again, women <laughs> play chess, dudes play checkers. We would never be able to figure that one out. That, to me, seems so intentional. There's no way you sleep with someone and you don't know the name of their kid when you work in the same store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was That's really... That's and if point. you think about it, that's really creepy. Yes. <laughs> it, it's so creepy. So every time... She saw that guy. She'd be like, "This is my son, Harold." He's he's an idiot for not putting it together. Honestly, like that is a that is her way of trying to tell him that it's his kid. Did he? But, but did the grandfather? Grandfather has an affair. Mm-hmm. Her grandfather has an affair. D- and does he? Well, you can't ask him because is he deceased? He's deceased. So all we know is he had a store and he would rent out the parking lot on like Sundays to a flea market, and she was a florist who would come. Oh. So they we don't know. know. So we don't know if he knows he was the father of Harold 2.0. <laughs> we think he has zero Ooh. idea or had zero idea up until his untimely death. Yep. <laughs> we really should take calls on this later on in the show, like uh, DNA test soap operas, where your life is going just fine and then you get that call. <laughs> Because I would have hung up immediately. I think I'm your half-brother. Click E. <laughs> I've heard enough. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would have loved it. Extra Christmas presents. Bring them on. <laughs> the Burt Show. What's trending now? Go! Kristen knows. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. You unfollow somebody on social media. That makes a statement, correct? It does, and I wish it didn't, but it does. It does. Why do you wish it didn't? I mean, it does make a statement, doesn't it? Because there's people I want to unfollow, but it's not personal. I just You're don't. just tired of seeing the rest? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I know that's take it personally. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, in the celebrity world especially, you unfollow somebody on social media, you're making a statement. And I don't know, like these fans <laughs> must be so rabid. They must be checking followers every single day to see who is following who because that's the only way you can keep track and know when somebody unfollows somebody. Yeah, when you got somebody hardcore, I mean, there are a lot of people that just don't have a lot of time in their day and they get attached to the celebrity. And my favorite example, although it's a little bit uh, far from what you're talking about, is what when we were trying to piecemeal like on the air, like who Mo was, we were trying to surprise people with little itty bitty clues, right? Mm-hmm. And some listeners did like deep dives <laughs> and found out who Mo was before he was on the show based on the cuff of his pant. Yeah. It was the cuff of my pant and some shoes that I wore years ago and somehow they were able to put that together and figure out who I was. I mean, how hardcore do you have to be, right? Well, those people need to work for the CIA. (laughs) All right, so Selena Gomez is clearing up rumors that she and Dua Lipa are feuding because she unfollowed her back in June. She was doing an interview with Fast Company and she goes, it was an accident. I was just cleaning up some of my Instagram. Then somebody called me and was like, what happened with Dua? So, yeah, she went in, she unfollowed a bunch of people. I guess Dua Lipa got mixed in with the unfollow, and she it, it was an accident. So in, in order to make it right, um, Selena posted an Instagram photo of herself rocking this polka dot butterfly print dress from Dua, Lip, Dua Lipa's capsule collection with Versace, right? So Dua you know, does this capsule collection with Versace. Selena gets the dress, wears it on Instagram, do a comments, angel, with a bunch of E's and emojis. So apparently they're all good. And so she has since refollowed Dua Lipa. So there is no Thank feud God. Thank between God. the two of them. However, <laughs> Selena has not added back Zayn Malik, Gigi Hadid, or Bella Hadid. <laughs> all accidents. Oh. <laughs> that was a hell of a cleanup day, man. <laughs> I don't think those were accidents. <laughs> all right, so a poll was done to see how America feels 
Not about climate change. Mm-hmm. Not about politics. But how they feel about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey dating. Mm-hmm. How'd I know? How do you, uh-huh. Right. So according to this poll, 22% of Taylor Swift fans think this couple should be together. 22% of professional football fans also think the couple should be together. Now, I know what you're thinking. That number seems awful low. But when you compare it to the other polls that were conducted when it came to Taylor Swift and who she were dating, who she was dating, because apparently this is a thing. Every time she dates somebody, America gets a poll on whether like, she should be with them. <laughs> oh, my God. Out of my life already. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not kidding. No other man has gotten over... 10%. Oh, wow. Oh, he's definitely the one. Hall, so, of, <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Fame numbers here. <laughs> so he's doubled, like, he even doubled the number, uh, the percentage of Harry Styles. Whoa. <laughs> and you know Taylor Swift fans are like, okay, let's see. 22% plus 22% is 44. Oh, my God, she bought a puppy on April 4th. <laughs> <laughs> they are meant to be together. They, they would do that. They and they, uh-huh. the thing is, she probably planned it that way, and they would be right. Right. All right. So Travis Kelsey thanked Aaron Andrews and uh, Teresa Thompson for his relationship with Taylor Swift, tweeting, you two are something else. I owe you big time. So the two of them have a podcast called Calm Down with Aaron. And um, it's, it's her name's pronounced Teresa, right? I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. Um, And so they have a podcast and they are pitching their buddy, Travis Kelsey, to Taylor Swift hard. Taylor, I don't know what you are doing in your life right now besides rocking the world. Please try our friend, Travis. He is fantastic. Taylor, I know we're not the best of friends. We're not even friends, but I consider you one. Take us up on this. Go on a date with this guy. Do it for you America. Would have the greatest. Do it. I was, I was just going to say, do it for yourself. Do it for us and do it for the people. For the, people. For, the mm. people. for the people. For the people. For the people. Now, this need. was after he made his initial approach on uh, Taylor, and he couldn't get the bracelet to her, right? I, I don't have the date on it. I think that was the timing of it. So she knows Travis and knew mm-hmm. that he was trying to make a move on Taylor. It didn't happen. So she was, like, giving her recommendation on his behalf. You said it is Carissa? Thank you. It's Carissa. Um, And so I guess recently he must have tweeted at them, you two are something Mm -hmm. else. I owe you big time because now the two of them are, you know, Mm -hmm. she's going to his games. You know, I've been turned around. I was with you, Bert, on if he keeps talking about it and people around him keeps talking about it, it's not going to be a good look for his actual like being with Taylor. Mm -hmm. I I think they're both all in it for to be the top of the news charts every single day all the time. I think Taylor actually wants that, too. You think? See, I could see Travis Kelsey going. This is so great for everything Travis. Kelsey, but Taylor, what what benefit does she get from this? People love her already. I'm starting to think no matter how famous you are, you still get benefits from being at the top of the news spreads and everything that she's selling and just all of it. Sure. You, you got to maintain it, baby. You got to yeah. maintain it. All right. 50 Cent has a weird reason for not wanting to go to Diddy's parties. What that reason is in your next entertainment buzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. You know what I am very good at? I am very good at not taking the advice that I give to other people. Oh, so you're like, you're, you're your own worst asshole. I am totally. <laughs> like when the words are coming out of my mouth, they make so much sense to the people that I am giving the advice to. However, when I need that advice for myself mm-hmm. and it applies to me, I don't take it. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm a philosopher <laughs> at helping other people. Yeah. I'm right? an idiot at helping myself. You know? I got it figured out for everybody <laughs> telling else. telling you. So it's one of those like, do as I say, not as I do. Kind of. Kind of. I'll tell you what it is today. It's like I, I tell people when they've got... Something medical going on. Because your mind, I think, tends to default to worst case scenario, right? Mm-hmm. You got a headache, <clears throat> all of a sudden, it's a brain tumor. Of course. Right? <laughs> uh, you feel like something in your chest, all of a sudden, you're about to have a heart attack. So what I've always That's called t- a hypochondriac. Yeah. Well, I just think it's, I think it's human nature sometimes. I think you're extent. preparing yourself for the worst, right? Mm-hmm. So I, my advice forever has been, Don't stress about things you don't have to stress about until you have to stress about them. Until there's an actual problem right in front of you. Otherwise, you're literally creating problems in your head to worry about that do not exist. With that, I'm teetering today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a couple of weeks ago, I noticed, and it happened very, very suddenly, 
that I got a cloud in my right eye. It's sort of like having a smudge on sunglasses. You know how you can see through it, but it's not very clear? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it started in the bottom right part of my eye when I got back from Peru. So I was thinking maybe it had something to do with the altitude. It's just going to go away, right? And this is like three weeks ago. And it hasn't gone away. And, and while I don't think that it's gotten worse, I think it's moved like right into the my 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 vision, my sight, my line of sight, right? Yeah. In, in my right eye. So as we've been doing the show for the last three, you know what really scared me the other day doing the teleprompter thing? Because I can hardly read right now. Oh. <laughs> yes. I can only read like out of my left eye and everything else is like looking through sort of this cloudy filter. So... I haven't been to an eye doctor in years, so I thought, okay, Dad, now's a good time. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, I found an eye doctor that was on my insurance plan, uh, and they did an exam on it. And while they gave me a great prescription, uh, they couldn't find the reason behind this cloud. I'm like, well, you're a moron. I'm just going to go to somebody else. <laughs> They'll find it. So I went to another doctor, and they did all the same tests, and they're like, well, no. And both of them said the same thing. Well, when this happens, it's time for us to suggest you go in to see a neurologist. Mm. I do not like that doctor. That one sounds real, real serious. Because now you're talking about tr- brain. and Yeah. So, and they both assured me, like, it's probably nothing at all. It could be a calcium buildup. But then they also give you the worst case scenario where it could be like inflammation in your brain. And there's something going on there that's putting pressure on the eye. That is making it cloudy. So today I have uh, the appointment with the neurologist. I, I I don't like neurologists. I don't. It's just too serious. It, it's that's <laughs> right. yeah. When you hear a neurologist, sure. it, it 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 ups the ante um, from ophthalmologists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does quite a bit, right? Yeah. So I'm going there today, and they're going to do some tests on it and check it out. But as I, I'm nervous about it, you know. And I don't I, blame you. Again, you don't want to be nervous about things until you have a reason to really be nervous about things. But you tend to default to, you know, the ugliest thing. So as I stand here today, I'm a little bit, I'm a little frail today. Gotcha. Understood. All right. So what do you need from us? To be funnier. Good luck with that. <laughs> As a general rule. As okay. 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 <laughs> Nothing. I'm just telling you guys that if I'm a little wonky over the the course of the show, that's probably it's it's definitely weighing. It's on in me your head and in your eye. You it's can't in see. My head and in my eye. <laughs> and you know, I, I I don't even like joking about having a tumor because sometimes I do believe that when you say things like uh-huh. the universe is like, what did you say tumor? Mm-hmm. Let's put one in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even like joking about it, mm-hmm. but I'm nervous about it today. I, understandably so. And don't beat yourself up for being nervous about it like you don't have to like accuse yourself of being your own worst asshole (laughs) has this ever happened to you guys where you like uh you got something going on and you immediately default to like Um, the worst case all the time yes duh all the time a cough a sneeze anything like Uh i always think the worst case scenario like you had the heart thing going on there for a while yeah and ever since then like i mean anything I, i remember when my eye was um like flickering, twitching, twitching mm-hmm. all the time, and I, I immediately connected that to my heart. I was like, "Oh, my heart don't have enough energy to pump anything to my eye." Like I, I went crazy, with it. <laughs> and it, it was just turns out I was just tired. Yes. <laughs> um, I have asthma, so when I laugh really hard, I cough. It just is a re- and that happens apparently to non-asthmatic people too. If you laugh really hard, you'll start coughing. I was convinced something was wrong. Like I had been taking my medication for too many years. I went to the pulmonologist and he just looked at me and he's like, that that's normal. It's probably a good thing. You're like getting whatever's in there out. And I'm like, no, no, I cough a lot. We did x-rays because <laughs> I was so nervous. Um, and the funny thing is, is, and you guys have probably been here also, is that as soon as you have a symptom, you go online to try, oh, like, right, to Web diagnose MD. yourself. Yeah. yeah, and it always defaults to, you have cancer! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I Today is your that. last day on this planet. <laughs> Enjoy it! <laughs> Enjoy your last few hours. <laughs> so I'll let you guys know tomorrow. Uh, I don't even know that they'll have results today. I think that they're just doing some scans and stuff like Maybe. that. I have no idea. But okay. with any luck at all, I come in here with some... Piece of eyeball tomorrow. Okay. Set <laughs> a piece of mine. <laughs> Good luck. All right, we call it follow-up Thursday for a reason. You guys hit us up and you're like, hey, whatever happened to blank, 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 and we forget about them. So this one came from Barbara Smith, and she's like, hey, Bert, so last October, oh, yeah, let me add one more thing to that last conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, with, the, with both eye doctors, they asked me this, um, hey, have you had any headaches? 
And are you hearing any ringing in your ears? And I was no to both of them. So they're like, it's pro- it's most likely not worst case scenario. I just wanted to add that. Well, I've okay. been hearing ringing in my ears. What does that mean? You got a brain tumor. Oh, great. <laughs> Either that or answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I go with Dr. Mo on this one. <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging so you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Bird Show. All right, follow up Thursday today. So Barbara Smith reminded us of this one here. Her email is Bird Show. Last October, you had a story about a woman who had been married 12 years. Her husband was terrible in the romance department. She was on the brink of cheating, but decided to try therapy instead. I got to know, are they in a better place now? And that came from Barbara. Remember this? After 12 years of marriage, our listener reached out to us on the brink of cheating. Her husband was a great guy, but he sucked at satisfying her physically. He was open to suggestions, but nothing worked, and she was over it. She decided to search for physical satisfaction through Ashley Madison. That is a website for people who are married who are looking for an affair. We all advise her not to do it, but she turned into an asshole. There you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, She met a guy, even went to his hotel room for drinks. Oh, I do remember this. I don't remember that. But when it... It's not a tumor, I promise. But when it came down to doing it, <laughs> but when it came down to doing it, she broke down in tears. She couldn't go through with it, and the man comforted comforted her for that oh, night. I do remember that, right? And he and he comforted her without his no penis. No, no, right, it was different kind of comforting. Yes. Last we heard, she was seeking a sex therapist for her marriage. What has happened since? Okay, I do remember this. Mm-hmm. I remember us talking about like. When you're about to have an affair, it's a series of choices that you make, right? So she made a whole bunch of choices leading up to this, Mm -hmm. you know, to have this emotional affair, then end up in the hotel room having drinks with the guy. Now you got three bad choices, right? They just don't fall out of nowhere. Correct. Right? So, but at least she turned around, Mm -hmm. right? And she's like, nope, not going to do it. Going to try the therapy thing. It's been a roller coaster of emotions since that night. I almost made a huge mistake. I went through a whirlwind of thoughts, guilt, and confusion. But after a lot of soul-searching and sleepless nights, I realized I couldn't go on like this. I told my husband everything and how I had almost cheated. Mm. It was not an easy conversation, but one that I knew was necessary. I hoped he would understand and agree to go to a sex therapist. He refused. He believed we could fix things on our own, just the two of us. So, I agreed to give it a shot. For several months, I tried. I really did. We both did. But nothing improved. I felt myself resenting him more and more with each passing day. After months trying to fix things, 
he ended up being the one to stray outside our marriage. Oh, damn. WTF. So he dissatisfied another woman. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Apparently so. Uh I couldn't believe it at first. But oddly, there was also a strange sense of relief. It was as if his actions validated all the pain I had been feeling, confirming that I wasn't the only one who felt something was deeply wrong between us. Mm. So it wasn't hard for me to initiate divorce. I knew deep down it was the right choice for both of us. The process has been emotionally draining, but I have not felt any regret. I'm not sure what the future holds, but I'm feeling optimistic. So let me ask you guys a question. Let's chew on this for just a second. First of all, as a general rule, do people undervalue how important the physical part of a marriage is? Yes. I think so. You think so. Secondly, can somebody check all the boxes in your marriage and your relationship, yet this one area not be good? Um, and it completely ru- ruined the relationship. Yes. It seems like it's what happened here, man. I agree. Right? Because mm-hmm. everything else is fine. Sex is bad. And a guy is not. It's not just about the sex, though. It's, it's, it, it's more than sex because it's the physical intimacy and the feeling of closeness, closeness and connection. Because there is a connection there when you are able to have positive physical intimacy and they were not able to do that. And you want to feel, there. a whole bunch goes into it because you want to feel um, like desired by the other person and vice versa. And so if you don't, then it's going to leave you with more than just um, physical issues, but emotional and mental issues as well. I do wonder if him stepping out of the relationship came from, like some sense of he felt betrayed and wanted to pay her back or if that's something that he was already doing and he saw this as the perfect time to kind of bring it up since you had already done what you've done. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't know that, but maybe this makes sense to me in that she's coming to him going, hey, you're pretty much sucking bad. And he's like, no, I don't. You're the one that's bad. And that's why we're not having good sex. And then to prove to himself mm. that it's not him, ah. maybe he goes outside of the marriage and clearly... It's satisfying somebody. That's well, not a bad theory. Well, if he did that and she still initiated the divorce, that means he went outside and found out it was indeed him. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> right. he was coming back for more bad sex. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, today is the no. last day. Yeah. I'm done here. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking most guys wouldn't be open to going to a sex therapist also because we're so wrapped up in our ego in yeah. that area mm-hmm. that it can't be us, yeah, man. Be tough. It's got to be a you thing. Mm-hmm. 100% you thing. The Burt Show. Look, guys, it's really simple. We're really, really simple creatures, and we're probably always looking for a couple of extra brownie points with our ladies, and we're confused on how to do that. Cassie has something super easy to do. Get some points today. It is the cutest thing, and guys, you're going to want to save this. You can listen to it again on your our podcast because I'm going to deal t- detail for you exactly what to do. Now, earlier we said physical intimacy in relationships is really important, especially in marriages. I also believe touch points that show that you're thinking about the other person without them having to ask are very important. There's something going viral on TikTok called the boo basket. And it kind of started off as women like putting it together, but men caught on and started surprising their wives with boo baskets and their girlfriends. Now, it happens around Halloween, and it's exactly kind of what it sounds like. It's a basket full of Halloween little goodies. Oh, okay. what, What are you... Not boob basket. That's what I thought you God. said. I, I was, like, you, you're you, my boo? Yeah, yeah, you had me at like boob is what I thought this where we were going. Well, if it. you do... I thought it was going to be boobs in the best. Something like that. If you yeah. do the boo, you get the boob. Okay. Okay, that's okay. how it works here. <laughs> and moms, you can do this for your kids, but dudes, if your woman comes home to this, it just shows you're thinking about them and it's so easy. I'm going to tell you exactly what to put on, in it. So you get a little basket from Target. Get a pair of cozy socks. Like, this does not... You can be extravagant, but it doesn't have to be. Cozy, like those fluffy slipper socks from Target. Uh, a fall-scented candle. Has to be fall. Don't do any spring rose BS. Like, it's got to be a fall flavor. It's already too complicated. No, guys. it's Don't not. No, difference? that's why I'm telling you. <laughs> get one that says, like, autumn leaves or fall or something like that. You're looking for those two words. If it doesn't have it, don't get it. Pumpkin is the other one, all right? Some, sometimes there are some guys that aren't going to know that, that they think that autumn and fall are two different things. <laughs> So let's just keep it really simple. Okay. Fall. So get, well, no one's naming their candle fall. So get a candle named autumn something or pumpkin spice something. Uh, get a Halloween decor item. If you don't know what that is, just go to the section of Target that looks like Halloween threw up and pick something. It doesn't matter what. 
a Halloween mug, a Starbucks gift card, a bottle of wine if she drinks, and if you guys have a Blu-ray player, try and find a fun Halloween movie like Hocus Pocus or Halloween Town or something like that from her childhood. Stick it in there. You're done. You put that on the counter. You've been booed. So You've cute. You've been, been booed. I mean, seriously, if yeah. I came home to like this little basket and my husband had thought of me like randomly, it's not a special occasion. Mm-hmm. You know, I like fall and Halloween and this is there. Bonus points. If you want to go above and beyond, get yourself on Etsy. Halloween themed wine glass or tumbler, a Halloween t-shirt or sweatshirt, blanket, fancy slippers. Some people are putting like Uggs up in there. Halloween earrings a beanie, or a bath bomb. Try Lush. It's just a spontaneous gift that gets you a whole bunch of points. I think this is great for people who enjoy Halloween. Or Well, you can make it fall. You yeah. can take out the Halloween stuff. I mean, this could just easily be a fall basket. Just get a fall mug and, and a fall decor item, and boom, it's a fall basket. Do you want to represent here. the people that don't like Halloween, <laughs> Kristen? Is that, is that you want representation well, here? So I, maybe I'm the... Um, anti-fall unicorn. It, it's not It's it's not my favorite season. Oh, I love it. I know. Humidity's um, gone. Yes. Sun's out. You're not going to have to take nine showers. I do. I do like the weather aspect of it, but like, um, and it is very sweet for those, like if that's your jam. How do you not like candles and cozy socks? There's only one candle smell I like because I have a very sensitive nose. How do you not like cozy socks and you don't drink coffee either? This really isn't for you. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just going to get you a bottle of wine. Yeah, a bottle of wine. Yeah, if I came home, that's it. If I came home and my favorite bottle of wine was in the fridge, you're getting late. Yeah. All right. Keep it simple, simple stupid enough. for us. So Bart, no boo basket for no, Kristen, no. the rare unicorn. Everyone else, boo yes, basket. There you go. Now, are you also one of those people that just doesn't like Halloween getting dressed up? You don't like the holiday itself? Because we could take plenty of calls on yeah. it. People just hate this holiday for whatever I reason. I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite. But now that I have a kid, mm-hmm. oh, I'm very much into like, you know, getting costumes for Jimmy. He has costume changes because he's, when they're little and they're so cute, it's like, it's fun. Um, but as far as like Halloween decorations and things like that, it's just, <laughs> yeah, not, it's just, it's just not my jam. Yeah. At some point it becomes, for, I mean, it's for the kids, right? Uh, yeah. Trick or treating. And then it just becomes a night to just show skin. Yeah, it, and that, and that's why if working in radio, I had to work so many Halloween events and people are just a-holes. <laughs> I had a skeleton scream at me and it just kind of like scarred me and, and he didn't scream at me he booed me I was on stage trying to execute a costume contest for a club and he's like boo <laughs> nobody's listening to you you suck boo. maybe if he had boo basketed you instead <laughs> you'd feel differently maybe his character for the night yeah. was an a-hole maybe well he and- played it really really well he did he did but that is very cute for people who like that stuff. I, I think if you're a guy and you're listening, I think the um, the point here is that if when you do something a little spontaneous like that, it goes a long way. It does. Yeah, it shows you're thinking about your significant other without them having to ask. You paid attention, or you heard it on the radio, to a viral TikTok trend, and you're like, I thought my woman would like this. So I put in the effort to go collect all this stuff I know you'll like and surprise you with it because I love you. And it's so simple, but it goes such a long way. It does. Well, see, so like I came home yesterday, and there was a new bag of Dove dark chocolate in the refrigerator. That so whop. <laughs> Right? That's it. Right? That's all it took. It's, it, it's simple little, I think that what that's what Cassie is trying to say. It's like simple little things mm-hmm. to show that your partner knows you <laughs> and cares about you. Okay, and let's cover every level for dudes here. You don't tell her that you heard this on the radio. No. Okay, this was your you spontaneous yes. idea. You did not hear it here. If she asks, how did you know about boo baskets? You can just say, I know it's going viral right now. There you go. That's all you there have to say. There you go. The Burt Show. All right, Kristen. Yes. Your turn. Time to bring it stupid. Let's bring in some stupid with Kristen. Stupid bit of the week. You guys seem to enjoy this last time. It kind of, I think it, it, it tickled you. So we're going to bring back the redneck nicknames. So there is an Instagram account called Redneck Memes. I don't know how I stumbled across it, but I did. It w- I mean, it must have popped up as a suggestion. Stumbled. The algorithm, the hands served you that on a silver platter, girl, please. Can we do lo- something real quick as a, a spontaneous sidebar? Will you take your phone out? 
Yeah. All right. Check, how long do you spend on TikTok and Instagram every day? I don't know. Do you even know where to find it? I don't. Why did my screensaver save to a different picture? Um, <laughs> no. I'm really curious because you come up with these great ideas, and my guess is you're spending six hours on TikTok and Instagram, right? So where do I go? I don't know where to go. Screen time. Settings. Settings. I'm in settings. Um, that's that's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> Go to settings, then at the top in the search bar, type in screen time. Okay. And not only will it, first of all, I would like to know your screen time, but then it breaks down exactly what you're on. My daily average is four hours a day. Hey, that's really good. That's not bad. No. I have a kid now. Uh-huh. Um, and then, now what do I do? See all activity. See all activity. Yep. Okay. And then you can use the arrows at the top to go back a day. Okay. And, I, I hope you're happy with this. Uh-huh. Um, go back to week. <laughs> oh, hands down, Instagram. Instagram and, oh. then, and then TikTok, I'm guessing. No, I'm not on TikTok. Oh, really? Mm-mm. How many hours are you doing on Instagram? Well, it says most use seven hours, 21 minutes. For the week? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. A couple hours a day. Well, either way, it's, it's yeah, great. Your my daily, daily average, average is right below it. My daily average on Instagram is one hour, an hour, 30 minutes. Okay. It's, it's worth every second. Okay, there okay. you go. Wow, well, it took us a long time to get there, but we got there. <laughs> All right, so redneck memes popped up, and there's this guy, um, this this hilarious man on, on a construction site, and they have come up with nicknames for their coworkers. So he's going to say the nickname, and you have to guess oh. what the nickname means, okay? okay? All right, first one. Here's some co-worker nicknames for you. The first one is Deck Chair. Deck Chair. Deck Chair. Deck Chair. Well, I, this dude is always just sitting oh. on, on Deck Chair. He's not working. Sitting outside all the time. Never want to be inside working. They always fold under pressure. <laughs> ah, okay, that's good. All right, next. Redneck nickname, please. Then there's 2020. 2020? 2020. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't that good, if I'm being honest. 2020. They, they think what they see is always right. That's a, mm. good, that's a good guess. I got nothing. In hindsight, you knew better? They're only 20 years old. They have 20 years experience, and they think they're damn near perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 2020. All right, next one. Then there's Zeus. 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 King of the mountain. Uh, Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> This one was stupid but funny. Zeus. I got nothing. I don't know. I think they're better than everybody. It's an acronym. Which means zero effort and less supervised. (laughs) 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 All right. Next redneck nickname. Then there's glow stick. Glow stick. Yeah. Glow stick. Huh. I don't know. Only shines in the dark or something? (laughs) You just wish you could break them. And shake them until the light comes on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next redneck nickname, please. Then there's Dory. 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 Has something to do with Finding Nemo. It does. Uh, have no memory whatsoever. Very good. They forget everything as soon as you tell them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you got one. Got one. All right, next one. Then Lava Lamp. Lava Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know. They look kind of cool, but they're not real bright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our last redneck nickname. And the last one is Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. They just go with the wind. Something um, like that. Go with the wind. Uh, uh, you got me. I don't know. They're always wandering around. Looking lost and confused. <laughs> yeah. In the Ma- same building. Yeah, over makes sense. And each over and, and every day. Mm-hmm. The Burt Show. What's trending now? Yo! Kristen knows. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. You will not find 50 Cent at any of Diddy's parties. <laughs> and the reason why, he's not a hugger. Hmm. So 50 Cent is on his The Final Lap Tour. He's in Norway. He was on stage. And somebody was filming and caught him saying, that's why I don't be going to them puffy parties. Uh-uh. Inward hug you from the front and the back at the same time. F you talking about. 
Look, if you into that, you into that. I'm fine with that to each his own. I'm just saying this ain't my MF kind of party. It's uncomfortable. I don't understand. It's it's kind of been like um, said for years that Diddy's parties are a little different in that it's a lot of affection from a lot of different people just all over the place and there's really no rhyme or reason to it. You just go in there and have a good time. What are you trying to say? happy and huggy, right? Uh, are, we, are we talking about? I, I, think, I think what 50 is saying, I think he's kind of speaking in code. That, okay. that there are things that happen at Diddy's parties where there's just no rules. There's, there, a, lo- there's a lot of trading? It's a, yes. Okay. Yes. It's let your hair down. The stories don't leave the parties and everybody's kind of with everybody. And 50 is saying, yeah, that's not my that's not my thing. Now, because we, we don't have the full context. All we have is that poor. So we don't know what was said to lead him into like bringing up Diddy's parties and why he mm-hmm. doesn't like to go. But he doesn't want to be hugged from the front and the back at the same time. <laughs> exactly. They're infamous for that. I can tell you this, that uh, years ago, before you guys were part of the Burt Show, we had Diddy in here. And it was mo- one of the most epic days we've ever had. Um, you can feel that guy's energy before he walks into a room. He is a walking party, and his entourage was deep. He comes in here. It's 9 in the morning. He's forcing us all to do shots. And then we hang out with him that night at a club also. It was one of the most wild nights I have ever experienced in my life, and he lives his life like it's a video. I believe that. All right, Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater have taken the next step in their romance and are allegedly living together in New York. Um, a source says they're really happy, really good for each other. All of her friends love him. Now, the two have not publicly commented on their relationship. However, they did seem to confirm it last month when they went to Disney World as a couple. But yeah, I mean, living together. She's always moved fast with her relationships, though, right? I think so, right? Yeah. Pete Davidson, I think, is where we really started to pay attention. That they, they got engaged pretty quickly, right. if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, Now, during the 1975's Hollywood Bowl show, Maddie Healy took time to apologize for his recent controversies. And he had a message for those critical of his past actions. Because some of my actions have hurt some people, I apologize to those people, and I pledge to do better moving forward. But I've kind of performed exaggerated versions of myself on other stages, be it in print or on podcasts, in an often misguided attempt at fulfilling the kind of character role of the 21st century rock star. And if you are confused as to why he needs to apologize, there was a podcast recently where he said some unfavorable things about Ice Spice or at least agreed with what the host was saying and it just it, it what was said he was I don't remember remember because it, it was I, well, I don't want to say it because it's of a racial matter but well, you're not I, saying it you're just reporting it yeah, well I know I'm reporting it but I also when somebody says something that's racist I don't say it on the air but he was talking about Ice Spice and Ice Spice has come out and commented on it and just she's not really addressing it um, and she's more rather dismissing it but it was just, it was negative commentary about mm. Ice Spice and it didn't, it didn't need to be said. Mm. Um, and so now he's basically saying that I'm, you know, playing an exaggerated version of myself even when I'm on podcast. Did he mention why if this happened in April, he's apologizing now? <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little while okay. to, you know, to, to confront your demons. Okay. Yeah. We all work on our pace yeah. when overcoming racism. Okay. okay. Yeah. Full, full, full cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> he also admitted that he sometimes has worked out his own internal problems in the public. So it's complicated. It's, listen, this might be cheesy, right? But sometimes playing pretend mm. is the only way you can truly find out who you are. And you could probably also say that men would rather do offensive impressions for attention than go to therapy. So he's only a pretend racist? Yes. Okay, got it. It's a bad Halloween costume. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really, really bad. That one's not going to be flying off the shelves. No, probably not. Actually, it has been flying off the shelves for way too long. (laughs) All right, and speaking of Ice Spice, Saturday Night Live returns October 14th for its 49th season. Pete Davidson's going to finally be making his hosting debut with musical guest Ice Spice. Um, and then the following week, Bad Bunny is going to be doing double duty. He's going to be hosting and also musical guest. Fire. If you talk crap about Taylor Swift, her celebrity friends will come for you. Talking to you, Barstool, and your next entertainment buzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Why is this dude's TikTok getting millions and millions of views and millions and millions of likes when he says he doesn't help his wife cook, 
or clean. He won't. And there are so many people that are like totally on board with what he's saying. I don't help my wife cook. I don't help her clean, do laundry, take care of the kids. None of that. Because I do what I am supposed to do as a father and a husband. I cook. I clean. I do the laundry. I take care of the kids. I can't help my wife do those things because they are my job, too. Change the way you speak. Change the way you think. And grow the f*** up and be a man. Okay. <laughs> I love what I just witnessed. <laughs> what? The turnaround from Kristen's face. I was, I was like, you was about to go. <laughs> she was getting aggressive. And she Ooh. said, oh. <laughs> I love that mentality and that yeah. mindset because you don't help. It's everybody's responsibility. That's right. exactly you what did. he was trying to say. <laughs> Kristen great. was digging in, man. Face was all red. She's ready yes. to go. My favorite part was Mo watching my face when it changed. <laughs> And I got what he was trying to get at. So, again, now yes. listen to it in that context now yes. that you know what he's talking about. Because the key word here is help yeah. his wife cook or clean. Tommy. I don't help my wife cook. I don't help her clean, do laundry, take care of the kids. None of that. Because I do what I am supposed to do as a father and a husband. I cook. I clean. I do the laundry. I take care of the kids. I can't help my wife do those things because they are my job, too. Change the way you speak. Change the way you think. And grow the f*** up and be a man. Okay. I like that. Okay. I like that. This is a little bit like um, dude saying, like, yeah, I can't go out to eat or not. I got to babysit my kids. Oh, You're not babysitting mm-hmm. your kids, man. You're being a father. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. The one I love is when you're like, just tell me, what can I do to help? Or tell me what to do. No, do it yourself. Or I'll mm. go to the store, just give me a list. And now she's got to plan all the meals and write the grocery list out. When There's some people who send their man to the store with, like, pictures. Mm-hmm. So they know exactly what product to get. <laughs> nah, I don't think it's a bad what? idea. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up and be a man. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the email is like her parents are willing to pay for the honeymoon, and that's really great news, except the bad news is that they want to go on the honeymoon too. Hey, Burst Show fam. I'm getting married. My fiance and I are over the moon. He's definitely the one. We've been engaged for a year together for four. We are tying the knot in December, so the wedding planning is pretty much done. There's one little detail that still needs attention, though, and that's the honeymoon. My family is footing the bill for the entire wedding. I'm grateful they are able to provide such a generous gift. Gift, As with tradition, my husband's family is covering the rehearsal dinner. The plan was for my husband, uh, for my husband and I to splurge and cover our honeymoon. However, my future in-laws have a timeshare in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I encouraged my fiance to ask his parents about the timeshare for our honeymoon. They were so oddly excited about the idea and were more than happy to cover the cost. I was pleasantly surprised how easy that was. Then at dinner the other night, my future mother-in-law started asking me questions about, in quotations, our vacation and what we should do. Excuse me, what? It took a while to sink in, but that's when I realized... My in-laws are coming on my honeymoon. <laughs> Come on. They took us asking about the timeshare as an invitation to join us. Who thinks that? Listen, I like my husband's family, but I don't want to spend my honeymoon with them. This is a two-bedroom villa, meaning we would be together all the time. No. She was bringing up which restaurants at the resort we should go to, which excursions we should take. We would be spending every waking moment with them. Is there a way to request it just be me and my husband? Or should we just suck it up and try to make the most of our now shared honeymoon? So they're in the same villa. It's a two-bedroom villa, so they can't, like the new married couple can't even go into their own room and <laughs> work on her future UTI because <laughs> you, you got the parents in the other room. Yes. Yep. Like their uh, parents are literally in a bedroom next to you or in the living room while you're in the bedroom Trying to do it with your new husband. Okay, can we find any Burt Show fam that has had their parents go on their honeymoon with them? One eight five five Burt Show. Absolutely not. Okay. I was just gonna say it seems so ridiculous to have to ask or tell somebody that you want to spend your honeymoon alone, and so much so that I wouldn't know how to say it other than just simply saying I want to spend my honeymoon alone. Ish. Like that should be. It seems it so common saying. sense, right? Why would you even want to be there? 
some people don't have boundaries. Yeah, so at, at this point, I think she's just got to, like, just lay down the law and say, um, you got to go somewhere different. I know yeah. that that's a really beautiful island, and you might not be able to afford that yourself, but not at the sake of having the parents in the same villa in the same same resort no yeah so now that this is on i i would not make the request that it just be me and my husband right i would be like thank you all so much for your generous offer to pay for the honeymoon and come along with us however my husband and i really want this time to ourselves so um we're gonna go do a honeymoon here and we'll do a family vacation to the timeshare sometime next year. That's where I think the parents are getting this whole thing twisted. They're looking at, oh, family vacation. This is not a family vacation. This is a honeymoon. Here. It is a family vacation because they're trying to maybe create a family. <laughs> Good morning, Bert Show. <laughs> Who is this? This is Laura. Hey, Laura. Okay. You've gone on, you went on your honeymoon with your parents? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Oh, wow. do, do tell. Yes. Um, so my husband and I got married. My parents gifted us with a cruise for a honeymoon, which is fabulous. It was our first cruise. We get on the cruise. We get into our cabin. We go out on deck, and we see our parents. Oh, you didn't even, you didn't know. Even know. I had no idea. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> surprise. When you said we saw our parents, was it your parents and his parents? No, I'm sorry. It was just my parents. Your parents. Still, yeah. still. Not, I mean, yeah, yeah. so you see them. They're like, surprise. <laughs> How well, you, yes, it is. How do you react? We were like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right out of a movie. We, we didn't realize this was going to be a joint vacation. And they were like, yeah, we thought it would be fun to surprise you and just share the experience of the cruise. Look, at this is so incredibly beautifully manipulative because you're also on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean, so it's not like you can even, like, jump off and swim back to shore. You are stuck you with their stuck. decision. Girl, what, what was your husband's reaction? Uh, he didn't know what to think. Yeah. We He's... had absolutely no idea what... It, it made for a very long seven days. Seven That's days at sea. Seven days. Wow. <laughs> and you had to pretend to be happy with them the entire time. Did you say anything at all during that seven days? Or even after? Oh, yeah. I, I brought it up many times. But my parents are the type of parents that it, it don't matter what you say. It, it's, you know, once they have it set in their mind, it's set in stone. There's no way of convincing them that it was a bad idea. You raise this to a completely different level. Yeah, I appreciate you, you calling. Yeah, Absolutely. You Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. It's the Bird Show. The Bird Show. People have forgotten how kick-ass the Braves are. Because uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anything about the playoffs. And maybe it's because we didn't know until yesterday who the Braves were going to be playing in the first round. And now we know. It's going to be the Phillies. Ah, they're Freaking, taking uh, on the Phillies? Freaking Phillies, right? Um, the date is going to be October 7th. That is the... I got a funny story about that. Um, October 7th. And we just don't know the time yet. So I was linking up with my, my friend Joel at the battery a couple of days ago and I needed to buy because he he didn't have seats. He just got a general admission so he could hang out at the chop house and I was going to hang out with some of him and his friends. So I didn't have a ticket to get into the stadium. So I went to go buy it, bought myself a ticket, accidentally bought two tickets, not for that game, but for this playoff game. Shut up. Okay. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. How is, how is <laughs> you keep doing this. Yeah. So I, I just sent him the tickets today. I'm like, you want standing room only tickets for the playoff game? I got them for you, buddy. So yeah, the first game of the NLDS, yes. you accidentally bought tickets in. I did. And they're pretty cheap for standing room only. They're only like 60 bucks. Yeah, oh, of man. course, because you ain't got to see. You ain't got to see. It makes sense. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure what time the game is going to be on Saturday, but Braves against Philly's first game of the uh, NLDS. At the battery. At the battery. All right, Kristen, what is the date? That's what we have to ask Cassie. <laughs> she was, ta I put her on the spot yesterday. Um, and I, I like, I do apologize. But then again, I don't apologize. I know, I hope you know it's coming from a good place. I do. I, I don't want to force you to hang out with your husband if you don't want to hang out with him. Okay. I want to hang out with my husband. Okay. <laughs> Let me make that very you clear. You want to be on record of saying that. Yes. Okay. Yes. On record. So Cassie and her husband, Chad, um, who are crushing the parent game. But when you have two littles, both under, you know, three and under, it, it takes a toll on you. Um, I'm not saying, you know, every relationship takes a hit when you have kids. I know my husband and I, 
it, it, it threw us for a loop. Like we, we were prepared for the kid. We weren't prepared for how the kid was going to affect our relationship. Okay. So I know Cassie and Chad haven't had like a solo one-on-one date, just the two of them in four years. So, and I know Cassie is, we're going to say you're just, you're particular. And I, I am actually very, very flattered that you trust me to watch your kids um, so you and Chad can go out for for a dinner date. Now we had a date. Then Cassie done broke her foot, and then Chad something happened. It was it, it was definitely it wasn't going to be an enjoyable date for the two of you. Let me just say this too before you continue to go on. That's like the greatest present you can give to a friend. Oh is allowing them to spend time with their significant others and you take on the responsibility of watching the kids for a couple hours. Good for you. No, no, no. It's, that's, it's not about that. I just want the two of you guys to go out and to be able to like have a little bit of a reconnection time. So we had a date. Date got scrapped. Understandably so. You were supposed to get back to me with another date. It's been two months. <laughs> two months. So now I'm Ooh. putting you on the spot. When am I watching your children so you and your hubby wubby can go out on the town? You had 24 hours to put this together. I have a date. I just don't think it's going to be met well. <laughs> January 18th. What huh? the? You, are you telling us that you don't have time to go hang out no. for a couple of hours until next year? <laughs> no. All right. Do you, yeah, I will bring you into the logic behind this, <laughs> if, if you would like. <laughs> Wait, I did not see that coming. So I do have time. October's really packed. Genuine, like, genuinely, it's slammed. Cassie. No, seriously. Uh, you'll understand why in a minute. And I think this is, I think a lot of moms are going to resonate with me on this because it's embarrassing. Uh, but November, I have time, but that's getting into the holidays. It's busy. And December, that's just a no-go for most people. Like, I have time, but I'm not going to ask you to babysit in December. Yeah, girl, I'm free Monday through Thursday. You, remember, we we said it didn't have to be a weekend. I can come over to your house on a Thursday night. Okay, well, then we could do November 9th. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Done. All right. It's right. a good alternative date. Look, again, I want to say this. <laughs> Are you sure that's okay with you? She's sheepish about this date. I feel okay. like she just gave us that. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> no, she did. Leave me alone. She's like, November 9th. Yeah, okay. Here's what it really is, Okay. I'm embarrassed, and I think a lot of moms of uh, multiples will know this. My house is a mess, so to have anybody come over. It's going to take you till January to clean it? (laughs) Genuinely, yes. I don't get a lot of time every day. I I honestly don't. I don't have time to hang. How about one Lego a day? If you do one Lego a day. It's not that. It's dishes. We're in the middle of, like, doing some replacement projects, so, like, sinks aren't working. Mm -hmm. So to have somebody come over Mm -hmm. is really difficult because my house is not where I'd want it, Mm -hmm. and I don't feel proud of it. Don't you get all emotional about this. No, we're it's not okay. Gonna, we're I, not going to have it. Mom to mom. No, I mean, I think, I know I'm getting emotional, but I think a lot of moms out there know the panic of when somebody's coming mm-hmm. over and the f- speed clean that you have to do, except mine's not a speed clean. So it's not like they're, I wouldn't care if it was just toys all over the place. It's just like piles of laundry that I'm really trying to get through. I mean, we're doing the dishwasher twice a day. I'm doing three loads of laundry a day. It is exhausting. So sitting here, like, I can't go out and have a good time knowing mm. that my house is messy. And I know Kristen would never judge. And I know you get it. I do get it. But it doesn't matter. It matters, you know, so I need time Mm -hmm. to get the house to a place where I feel comfortable having people come over. Okay, now having this information and mom to mom, I totally get that. And this is a running thing on social media. um, And that is something I I want you to... I'm not trying to just credit your feelings. There, I validate these feelings. I feel the same way. Like if anybody were to just drop by my house, our our house is a disaster area. Like the amount of piles that are on the kitchen counter, the dog hair that's on the floor. Like if you sit on my couch, I'm gonna have to get the lint roller and like <laughs> like literally hose you down to get the dog hair off of it. So I get that wholeheartedly. My house is definitely not where I would like it to be for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and there is, it doesn't matter if it's a friend, if it's a strength, like having somebody come into your home and it's not where you want it, that feeling, I get it wholeheartedly. So if it makes you more comfortable to do this in January, I respect that. And I will do it in January. And we, I don't want to force you to do something where you can't go out and like genuinely enjoy yourself. Well, part of this is your fault. Why? Uh, and I felt the same pressure because your house, when we're over there, at least oh, for the, it's so beautiful <laughs> and it's so put together that 
if I went over to somebody else's house and the house was a mess, I'd invite them over to my house more often. But because yours is so beautiful in particular that there's more pressure. This is a you thing, not a Cassie thing. No, and she does have a like magazine magazine. quality house. Yes, Uh but it is uh, the house is my house is not up to my standards. But I grew up with very strict parents when it came to cleanliness like we would clean our rooms and i only just found out this was a joke like two months ago my dad would do a white glove test and drag his finger and if there was dust like you didn't do a good enough job i never knew he was joking um so my whole life i've been like oh god and and of course i love them as parents do when they come over to your house you know they'll point out if things are broken or that needs fixing that so i have such a thing in my head about being critiqued about cleanliness mm, sure. and whether or not my how my house looks the yard is a mess it's just and between chad's like back issues his knee issues my broken ankle we and the two kids we literally have enough time to keep the ha- family happy and healthy and then for our sanity get out of town we haven't had time to fix the things around the house that need fixing, so I am feeling super vulnerable. I don't want anybody to come over until I can get my house in order. I feel like you could actually kill two birds with one stone here, that when Kristen comes over, she can also clean the house. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about so, Bart can babysit instead yeah. and he can fix everything? <laughs> they both come on over. Yeah, keep it a mess. Yeah. They come over, watch the kids, and clean the house. Yes, yes. if you're a real friend, that's what you would do. When, dude, when I was, when I babysat as as a teenager, I did dishes. I back, like, I, that was part, that was just part of the gig. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to make you uncomfortable by doing that in your home. <laughs> no, I would do thank it. You. I'm genuinely, uh, thank you so much for like ha- for babysitting for us. I would love to do it and I would love for it to be January. Okay, January 18th it is. Twenty twenty four. It's going to be your year. <laughs> the Bird Show.